What's up, VPFiers? All set? You're about to listen to an English chat 100% in English with Jader Lelis, or as people know him better, Teacher J from Inglês do Zero. If you don't know him, you're wasting time. He has a great podcast show called Inglês do Zero, one of the best Brazilian podcasts for people like you who want to learn and improve your English. It's really awesome and I'm a big fan of everything he produces, not to mention that he's a very special friend of mine and a big influence for me too. Let's just see if everything is okay with Teacher Jay. Can you listen to me, Teacher Jay? Hey, dude, thanks for having me here, dude. And thanks for the kind words. You are also a big inspiration to me, really. I love your school and I love your energy. Excellent, man. How have you been during this lockdown we have all been facing? Well, to be honest, I thought I would be more productive staying home 24-7, you know? But I've been procrastinating a lot. I'm still teaching my students online, but when I have free time, I procrastinate a lot. Basically, I've been eating, playing video games, and catching up on my favorite TV series. How about you, man? Did you close your school for now? Yeah, it's sad but true. I had to close the school. We have been closed for almost four weeks now, and it sucks. I mean, I love the experience at my school, and having my students weekly there is part of my happy routine, but nothing could be done about it. Talking about your productivity, I thought I'd have more free time at home, and then I started developing this podcast, and then I have been busier than never. <laughs> But I'm happy because I can spend way more time with Mary Claire and my wife too. In a nutshell, these three past weeks I have produced in a scale that I didn't know I could. I feel proud when I look back on my week on the Sunday morning and see the amount of cool stuff I have produced that past week. But man, it's really awesome to have you here in the VPFI podcast, dude. When we finished recording that episode for your show the other day, we remembered about a nice subject that we didn't talk about. And today, we are gonna talk about that. English teachers who don't know English for real. I mean, not only those YouTube teachers, but I'm talking about the experiences we have had with teachers at our school times. Have you ever had an experience with an English teacher that you knew that he or she didn't know how to speak English for real? Ah, oh, yeah, dude, yeah, for sure. That's so real, man. But there are lots of people who basically pretend to be a teacher just to make money. That's sad. Well, I've already spotted some of them over the internet, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. But face to face, I never had this experience. Maybe only when I studied at school, but I, I can't quite remember how were the classes at school. But I had a chance to teach some teenagers and they kept telling me that their teachers were not able to keep up with a conversation if they started one. That's sad. It's so true. And some years ago, I was one of those teenagers you mentioned. I had a very specific teacher. I won't say names just not to make it impolite, okay? During the class, if we hid her textbook, she wouldn't even know how to explain the verb to be. I mean, 
She didn't know English for real. Closing the book was not an option for her. Can you imagine how discouraging it was for me and of course for all the other students notice that not even the English teacher knew how to use the language? I was reading an article some days ago and the hotline was 85% of the English teachers from public schools don't have a proficient level of the language they are supposed to teach. Man, what's your opinion about it? I mean, why do you think it happens? Wow, that's a big question, man. I got you. Yeah. Well, I studied Letras Inglês, which they weirdly call arts here in Brazil. And I studied for three semesters. And I noticed that a lot of my classmates were not English speakers. They were trying to learn English and study at the same time. And I don't know if this course is the best option for learning English. They teach you methods, approaches, but not the language per se, you know? They teach you how to be a teacher and you can learn how to be a teacher even if you don't really speak English. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I have studied arts too. In fact, I have concluded the course and that's okay. But as you said, most part of the people who graduated with me in my class didn't know anything about English. I mean, no English at all. Some of them used to say that speaking English was something impossible for them. It used to drive me crazy. Man, those could be some teachers that in some time from that moment could be inside a classroom trying to teach something that they don't know. Totally unprepared and ready to tell all the students to give up about English learning because it wouldn't work in the end. Have you had the opportunity to meet students who came all traumatized because of these imposters that call themselves teachers and after a class or two they give a feedback like, but teacher, learning English with you is different, it's way easier than in the past during school times and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Most part of my students say that. As we said, there are a bunch of teachers who don't speak English at all, but they work for public schools, so people are not paying to have classes with them, to, you know, to learn from them. On the other hand, these teachers are also on the internet, creating shallow content and even selling expensive courses. And that's the real problem, in my opinion. People decide to invest on them and they end up losing money because they trusted those... You know, I'm not gonna say this, but I was about to, <laughs> I was about to curse them. Anyway, those people, okay? So because they trusted those people. But in my opinion, there is another problem when it comes to English teachers. There are those who don't speak English at all, as we said. And there are also those who speak very well, but do not know how to convey information or how to make the students really understand and learn. I've already had students traumatized because they went to traditional English schools and the teachers would speak only English in class since day one. And that's fine, okay? As long as you are sure the students are really following what's going on, right? Some teachers just spend the whole class speaking and sometimes they forget to check uh, how the students are doing. They are really understanding, you know? Those schools measure the students' development based on their school car on their test score only and that's terrible too oh man no don't get me started on this topic not just about english learning but about everything in life 
This concept of measuring the student's development based on their score in a single test is so old-fashioned, and the crazy thing is that it's still so common in all schools, right? But you know, there's another thing that pisses me off a lot. It's so frustrating when you tell somebody you're an English teacher and then the first question they come up with is Do you know how to speak English? Our profession is so burned out that this is the first thing the students want to know about you. Man, you don't ask a mechanic if he knows how to fix cars or the painter if he knows how to paint a house, right? But the English teachers who really don't know English have burned us out. Changing a little bit the topic of the conversation, I'd like to know a little bit more about something interesting for me. Nowadays, the Inglês do Zero podcast is trending among the biggest shows on Spotify, iTunes, CastBox, and even on Google Podcasts. What did you do to perform so well like that? Wow, man, thanks. Well, the truth is I have no idea, have no clue, man. I don't know what happened. I never expected this repercussion, to be honest. It was all organic, you know? I guess the name is catchy, you know? Inglês do zero. So it says what is the purpose of the podcast right away. And I think IDZ, you know, Inglês do zero was one of the first podcasts in Brazil to teach English really from zero, you know, from scratch. Something that has always bothered me, man, is the fact that there is kind of a non-written rule, a rule of thumb, you know? That if you are studying English, you should already understand or speak a little bit beforehand. And that's crazy. This is what pisses me off, you know? I guess everybody assumes that people already learned a little bit at school, but as we said before, not even all the teachers speak proper English, let alone the students, right? So I've always believed in teaching from the very beginning, and that's why I created IDZ. And people liked it a lot. The truth is that there are millions of people who can't speak a word in English. And they saw in IDZ an opportunity to learn from scratch. And also podcasts are becoming very popular nowadays. I guess I started before the big boom, which is good. If I started today, it would be way more challenging to be found. How was the process of creating all the virtual stuff you have? Tell us about all the platforms you've been working on and how they were born, please. Sure, man. Awesome. Well, my main project is Inglês Zero Podcast. That's the apple of my eye. I really love it, you know? It's a lot of work, but it's totally worth it. I have a lot of fun doing it. People are really nice and grateful. I love not showing my weird face. I'm a very shy person, and not showing my face is certainly a big plus. And also, I love podcasts, man. I'm a heavy consumer of podcasts. And in my humble opinion, that's the best platform to work with. You know, the Instagram feed gets dated pretty fast, you know? People don't usually go back on your timeline to check your old content. That's just a fact, you know? And also, it's a huge market, man. And there are thousands of videos being posted there all the time, every day. And it's hard to stand out if you don't pay for it. If you pay for it, maybe you have a chance. But if you don't pay for it, probably it's going to be very hard to, to stand out. But Podcasts, on the other hand, are eternal. Podcasts are forever, man. I have hundreds of plays on my oldest episodes every single day. For example, I'm gonna show you real time, real time, okay? Let me just open my SoundCloud account here and I'm gonna show you how many plays did you have today on the oldest episodes. Now it's 11.31 in the morning, okay? It's a, it's a Friday and I'm gonna try to show you how many plays we had today in the oldest 
episodes. Okay, so today uh, we had 132 plays in the second episode of the podcast. So the alphabet in English. It's crazy because, I mean, we are before noon and already 132 people listen to this episode. You know, it's crazy, man. It's totally crazy. And people always listen to, to podcasts while they're doing something else, like driving, running, working out, taking the bus, the subway, and podcasts can be a great distraction. So if you take the bus every day, if you drive to work, stop playing Candy Crush, okay, and listen to a podcast. You can listen to my podcast, IDZ, you can listen to VPFI podcasts, and there are a lot of other podcasts out there. So don't waste your time playing stupid games, okay? Waste your time improving yourself and learning a language. And if you add the fact that you can learn a lot of stuff by listening listening to podcasts, it's just perfect. You can learn a language, you can learn about how to manage your money, how to be a better person. It's just perfect. But I also work on Instagram and YouTube with my other project called Pra Inglês Ver. Last year, I posted a video a day on Instagram, man, which was very, very, very demanding, very tiring, you know? And I still post there every now and then. Not always like last year, but but I still post there. And I have videos on YouTube as well, but YouTube is not my strongest suit. So I have, I think I have less than 10 videos there. Do you have a team to help you update all those platforms or you are a lone wolf and update everything by yourself? If so, tell us a little bit about your schedule with it, please. Wow, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I do everything by myself. People don't know that editing is a big deal when it comes to producing something, right? They take it for granted, that's for sure. Last year, I was delivering a video a day. It was crazy. Nowadays, I record two episodes of the podcast a week. I'm preparing my online course, but I still spend most part of my time teaching, which is something I love doing, of course. So, during the week, I spend eight to nine hours teaching every day and I also have to send uh, contents to my WhatsApp and Telegram group where I have my, you know, sponsors there. And I also record videos for Playing Glazeville. I try to post at least one video a week or two. And I post one or two episodes of English Zero every week. I'm also preparing my online course, so I take a time to think about it. I'm also studying French now, so it's very, 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 very demanding, very time-consuming. But I love it, man. I just love it. Now I'm going to be asking some more personal questions about you, all right? Well, why did you start studying English in the beginning? What was your main motivation? Dude, you are a very good interviewer. Your questions are great. Well, I always loved English. I always have, okay? I came from a poor family and nobody I knew spoke English back then. Learning a second language was totally out of my reality, you know? It was only for rich people. You know, speaking English was only for people who had money. But ever since I started watching series and shows, I saw the language as something normal and possible to learn. It was nothing out of this world, you know? Then in 2014, I was working in a telemarketing company and I was super, super unhappy, okay? That same year, I decided to take an intensive English course and because I love the language so much, I really stood out, you know, because I was there because I love the language and I wanted to learn it just because, you know? There was no other reason for it. Other people were there because their company told them so, 
or because their parents were paying for it. I was there because I saved money for this specific reason. It wasn't about the money. It was about learning a language that changes people's lives. Great answer, Jay. Deep and inspiring, man. Thanks a lot. What are the best and the worst thing about being a teacher? It's not easy to answer that, I think. Well, that's a great question to start with. The best thing is definitely being able to help people to learn the language, you know? When you see a student who barely spoke English being able to hold a conversation, that's priceless, that's priceless. But the worst thing about it... Well, I don't know. I feel terrible when a student's not taking the best out of the course. When I feel like I could help the student more, but somehow things are not going well. It doesn't happen often, thank God, but sometimes some students just don't just don't click, you know? And that that's a bummer. But apart from that, uh, we have the perfect job, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel the same. Sometimes we see a lot of potential in a student, but this one can't feel it. Have you ever thought about giving up about being a teacher? No, 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 never, 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 never consider that. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life, hands down, okay? I can, you know, I can eventually migrate to other platforms, but teaching is in my vein, and I want to do this for the rest of my life. My audience and me want to know you better, so we are going to perform a fast chat now. Bate bola, jogo rápido. I know it's not right in English, but I couldn't find the equivalent to it, so it starts now the kick the ball fast game. <laughs> Your age. 31. Favorite season. Fall. A delicious food. Pizza. A disgusting food. A liver steak. Oh, hit it. Favorite singer or band? Ooh, well, I think currently Bruno Mars. Your favorite hobby? Watching series with my wife on the couch. Perfect. The best movie ever? Well, that's a hard one. I think probably it's Forrest Gump. A very nice TV show. Well, the best TV show ever is The Office, you know? Watch it. The Office. Your biggest fear? It's impossible to... <laughs> It's impossible to answer that fast, man. Uh, I don't know, not being able to provide to my family, maybe. A place in the world. London. What you miss the most? What I miss the most? Well, uh, probably not having so much stuff to do. Because nowadays it's so busy, so busy, man. The biggest flaw you have? Maybe my haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. It's because I'm bald, okay? Well, I'm a professional procrastinator. I procrastinate a lot. That's my biggest flaw, hands down. A good quality. I'm always positive. I'm always a positive guy. A word that describes you. Bald. The sentence that gives you direction. Take the next right. Go straight away and turn left. Just kidding. Well, a good sentence that gives me direction is the path is the destination. O caminho é o destino. Well, it's time to say goodbye, Teacher Jay. Thank you for your participation in our show. I'm pretty sure the people who could listen to us got how great you are. Oh, dude, thanks a lot for having me, dude. I'm a huge fan of yours and being here, it's my pleasure. It's an honor. Guys, please don't forget to check Inglês do Zero podcast, okay? So you're gonna learn a lot of English there as well as you learn English here. Do one more time. Thanks, dude. I really like your show. I like your energy and you are in the good path, man. Keep it up. 
I'd like to thank you who are listening to the show for letting us be with you during your dishwashing, running, shower, or whatever it is. I hope you have enjoyed the same level we enjoyed during the creation of this content. Eduardo Soto from VPFI. Thank you.